Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here on this Friday evening, it's JJ Chancey Stremski with Kim and your company right here on The Fan. And now it is time to take a look at week four from a fantasy sense with our main man, Jason Katz, over at FantasyPros.com. Jason, how about the fact that the Jets-Broncos game actually featured some, dare I say, points? That was very, very interesting. I, I can't say that I expected there to be a lot of points in that game with undrafted free agent rookie Brett Rickman going up against Sam Donald throwing to uh, XFL quality receivers, but it was a surprisingly entertaining game. No, and it was certainly nice if you had Melvin Gordon on your team with a late touchdown. It was nice if you had Jerry Judy basically mossing a Jet defender. But, Jason, now that we have gotten to a point where we're a quarter of the way through the year, basically, who was the guy last week that you noticed from a waiver wire sense who was the guy who made the most amount of impact in your eyes? I mean, if we're talking about the, the recent pickups in, uh, in terms of all the injuries that went on, it has to be Mike Davis because he pretty much filled in completely for Christian McCaffrey. He played about 80% of the snaps. So he's the guy that if you picked him up, you've got yourself a solid uh, high RB2 for at least until McCaffrey returns. Um, let's get to a guy who is obviously a future Hall of Famer and – has been trending before this year in the wrong direction from a fantasy standpoint. Jason, how surprised are you with the early season renaissance of one Aaron Rodgers? I got to admit, I did not see this coming. If you asked me for advice on quarterback before the season started, I would have told you to avoid Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't mattered in fantasy football before this year since 2016. That's the last time that he actually made a difference. And when you take early-round quarterbacks, you look at someone like Lamar Jackson, and you're, you're seeing the problem with an early-round quarterback. But this year, Rodgers wasn't an early-round quarterback. He was going later. I still didn't want him because last year wasn't so much about the receivers or, or about any, any sort of uh, something wrong with him. He just played really poorly. And at age 37, you think, okay, he's playing poorly. He hasn't, he's played poorly for a couple of years now. Maybe this is almost it for Aaron Rodgers. Now he's got Devontae Adams out. Alan Lazard's his number one. And look what happens. So I got to give the guy a ton of credit. I was wrong on Rodgers. He is fully back, and he is a QB1 for the rest of the season. Fair enough. Now, Jason, from a standpoint of a guy who's gotten off to a very slow start over the first three weeks, and, you know, maybe you can take advantage of that owner who has just, like, absolutely no patience. 
Who is the guy that has been awful for three weeks or maybe hasn't lived up to expectations maybe for three weeks that you would be looking to buy low on, whether it's via a trade, uh, whether it's maybe somebody who got dropped? Is there somebody you like in that regard? One name that comes to mind, I'm not saying to go run and get him, it's Joe Mixon. I was super high on him entering the season. I still love what I see in terms of the talent. He's still, without question, the top 10 talent at the position. But the offensive line's been terrible. The offense hasn't been uh, throwing the ball to him. But he's still commanding, uh, I think, a 90 or 95% of the rushing share of that offense. He's getting the touches even if the snaps aren't there. The schedule is going to get a little better to start this week with the Jaguars. So maybe you go after Joe Mixon, but uh, it's it's tough. It's it's tough because it could still go wrong. We could we could see more of this, but I I still like Mixon. I think that if you can get him for cheap, he's worth it. We got our fantasy guru Jason Katz. He joins us each and every football Friday on the fan. All right, Jason. Now it's time for your matchups of the week. So give me a quarterback you like. Give me a quarterback you don't like here in Week Four. Well, let's go to your team. For my quarterback of the week, that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. After a disastrous week one against the Patriots, the Fitzmagic has uh, back-to-back multi-touchdown games. The Seahawks are going to score at will this week, so Fitzpatrick may attempt over 50 passes. Seahawks opponents are averaging 28 points per game. Their defense is terrible. Every game they play has shootout potential. Fitzmagic is this week's top streamer. You're in on Fitzmagic. I love it. Considering that, you know, maybe Miami is going to be one of my best bets of the week. We'll have to see on that. But, Jason, on the other side, who do you not like in week four from a quarterback standpoint? I, don't, I do not like 43-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, Brady had his first big fantasy game last week, three touchdowns. But I have uh, far more faith in the Chargers' defense. The Chargers were able to mostly contain Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago in a game they should have won. The Bucks are home favorites. And they're going to look to control this game on the ground, asking Brady to only do what he must to win, which might be a theme throughout the year. Brady going back to those early to mid-2000s game manager uh, days. I don't expect a big yardage total, so he's going to need to throw for multiple touchdowns again to produce, and it's always a dicey bet. Okay, Jason, let's move to the running back position. Who's catching your eye? All right, I, I, I may end up regretting this, but I'm going to say Kenyon Drake. Last wow, week, you're getting <laughs> on the Kenyon Drake bandwagon. That is surprising coming from you. We got a Dolphin, and then we got a former Dolphin. Last week's game against the Lions was supposed to be the Drake breakout. It just never materialized. Fantasy owners are growing frustrated, and rightfully so. While things may seem grim, it's important to take a step back and assess Drake from the outside, which is what I'm trying to do, and not just getting angry at his lack of production. He's yet to play fewer than 65% of the snaps. His carry counts are 16, 20, and 18. Of course, we'd like to see more than five targets across three games. But a lot of the frustration with Drake stems from Kyler Murray stealing all the rushing touchdowns. That's not going to happen forever. The Panthers have been torched by Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, and Austin Eckler. If Drake cannot pop this week, then by all means, just give up. Who is the running back to stay away from? Uh, Not necessarily a must-start type of guy, but I'm going to tell people to fade Antonio Gibson. The popular rookie had his best dance day of the season last week with 60 total yards, three catches, and a touchdown. Just don't be fooled by his stat line, though. He's still not the main back. Gibson played just 40% of the snaps last week, which is fewer than J.D. McKissick. And the issue was game script. Who does the football team play this week? The Ravens. You don't need me to tell you what the game script's going to look like, but the Ravens coming coming off a home loss at 14-point favorites. Gibson's going to have nowhere to run, and then he'll be on the bench because McKissick will be the passing down back. He's a talented rookie, but he belongs on your bench this week. Okay, Jason, before we get to... 
A couple of Twitter questions from our audience. Wide receiver, what is the must play of the week? Going with Hunter Renfro. I like that, considering I just added him in a league, Jason. That is music to my ears. I like it. I don't want to sound like I'm chasing the previous week's production, but Renfro didn't really do much until garbage time anyway. This week should be a different story as the Raiders are going to be without Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Renfro may play, at, may play out of the slot. He's their primary receiver. Who else is Derek Carr going to throw to? Nelson Aguilar? Zay Jones? Renfro is going to avoid Tredavious White and should be a PPR star this week with the Raiders having to keep up with Josh Allen. Who are you avoiding at wide receiver? It is very rare that a player finds himself here two weeks in a row, but here we are with DJ Moore. He was a bust last week, and I'm not feeling good about a rebound performance. Teams have been attacking the Cardinals by targeting running backs and tight ends more frequently. The Cardinals have seen a hair under 50% of opposing targets go to wide receivers. Teddy Bridgewater is unwilling to push the ball down the field, and Moore isn't that guy anyway. So a splash play is not really in the range of outcomes for Moore. The Cardinals' defense is not the joke it was last year. I think Moore's going to struggle again this week. All right, Jason. Now it is time, my friend, for a little Twitter help from you to the audience. Are you ready to participate and be uh, a good soldier here? Let's do it. All right, let's start with somebody who is local and near and dear maybe to the Giant fans' hearts. This one comes from Chris. Is it time to drop Evan Ingram? Absolutely not. Evan Ingram is an incredibly talented tight end. He is number two amongst tight ends in snap share. The Giants' schedule uh, has been brutal to start the season. I don't necessarily love what I'm seeing from Daniel Jones, but if we, can go, if we go by last year, Daniel Jones was absolutely terrible against any good defense, but he was pretty damn good against weaker defenses. The schedule after this week begins to open up a bit. They got the Cowboys, they got the football team, they got the Eagles, tough one against the Bucks, and they got the football team again. There are going to be opportunities for the Giants to actually score points and maybe win a game or two, and Engram will be a big part of that. Jason, this one comes from the legend Mikey in Madison, who has a question about quarterback. Goff with a very juicy matchup against the Giants or Drew Brees in Detroit against the Lions? Drew Brees has not been the same guy that we've come to uh, respect over the years. Uh, obviously, still love Drew Brees as a player, but he's just not uh, getting it done the way he used to. Jared Goff at home against the Giants is in a great spot. I don't know if I have the heart to bench Drew Brees, though, so I'm still going to lean Brees. Okay, let's get to running backs. James Robinson, who's getting all this burn for Jacksonville, or your guy Mike Davis. It is a half PPR league, if that uh, maybe determines which direction you lean in. Who would you go with there? It's funny you say that Robinson's getting all this burn, because that's what it seems like. But in the last two weeks, Robinson has just a 50% snap share. Yeah, really? Yeah. See, I'm stunned by that, Jason. Watching the game last week, and maybe this is me being a Dolphin fan, or maybe maybe I'm a I'm a Robinson owner, but it felt like every time Robinson was touching the football. It felt that way, and obviously he was touching it a lot, but he's not playing a ton of snaps, and and that's not really what you want to see. He's getting some efficiency, and of course he can it, it can it can persist for sure, but it's always better to bank on volume than efficiency, especially when you're comparing two guys who are both replacement level backs. And the six targets Robinson saw last week was without DJ Chark, who is back this week. Mike Davis, 81% snap share last week without McCaffrey, nine targets. I'm going with Mike Davis. Okay, let's look at the tight end position, which is something we usually don't do a whole lot here. Uh, Darren Waller has been terrific uh, over the last year plus with the Raiders, but Belichick and company took him out of the game plan. Waller or your guy TJ Hawkinson? Who's the play? 
I'll give Hawk some credit. He's been far better than I expected this year. But he's still nothing more than like a low-end tight end one. Darren Waller is, is a top-five tight end. Darren Waller is fantastic. He's two weeks removed from seeing 16 targets in a game. You are not benching Darren Waller. Jason, final one, and I think I know what direction you're leaning in. T.Y. Hilton at Chicago or Hunter Renfro, your matchup of the week for the Vegas Raiders. It's got to be Renfro, right? I mean, you were talking him up like crazy. It's so hard to bench T.Y. Hilton because he's, I, I don't think T.Y.'s done. I think he's still good. I think it's just been a combination of just bad game script and matchups for the Colts didn't need to throw to him. But here's what, what slot receivers have done against the Bills this season. Week one, Jameson Crowder, seven catches, 115 yards, touchdown. Week two, your boy Isaiah Ford, seven catches, 76 yards. Week three, Cooper Cup, nine catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Renfro has a 73% slot rate. Uh, so, I mean, the floor is very high for Renfro this week. I would not, I would not hate it if you started Renfro. I have, I have a hard time benching T.Y., to me, it's 51-49 in favor of T.Y. Jason Katz over at FantasyPros.com. And Jason, for anybody who's listening right now who needs and craves that last-minute, up-to-date fantasy Q&A, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at JasonKatz13, and I'm always happy to answer start sick questions up until about a half hour before kickoff. Jason, job well done. Continued success. Let's keep it rolling. We will chat next week, okay? I look forward to it. There you have it. Good stuff there from our buddy Jason Katz, fantasypros.com. Now listen, we've been an embarrassment. We've been a disgrace. We have been as bad as can be with the unlocks of the week. But I am a believer in do. Maybe that makes me an idiot. Maybe that makes me a fool. But sooner or later, we got to turn this baby around. We got to flip the switch as the Yankees did in Cleveland, Ohio. Can we do that? When we come back, we'll try. The world-famous Week 4, JJ After Dark, all odds of the week. They're coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.